So in other words, do as much volume as you can, but don't let that interfere with your ability to, to really smash and hammer your high-intensity workouts. That Triathlon Show, episode 60. Alright, thanks for tuning in again to That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. As always, I'm your host Michael, and today it's just you and me, no guest for this episode. I want to talk about a topic that I recently sent an email about to the subscribers of the Scientific Triathlon newsletter, and that topic is training intensity versus training volume. Which one is more important? How should you prioritize the two? And that is what we are going to take a look at today. And the answer is, of course, it depends, as all training questions. But let's dig a little bit deeper and see how the level of athlete can have an impact on whether you should prioritize one or the other. So for beginner triathletes, first of all, my practical opinion is that training frequency so in a sense volume but not necessarily total duration but actually the frequency how often you do workouts so that might be increasing workouts from four times per week to six times per week that is what what i would consider probably for most beginners the most important variable even above intensity because the beginners haven't necessarily built up the durability to withstand and uh, stay injury free when they embark on an intense training program, even though there are a lot of studies showing that actually the fitness benefits that beginner triathletes and or endurance athletes can gain from high-intensity training are huge. That's true, there's no denying that, but there's a risk associated with that kind of training program. And the same goes for higher training volume that consists of workouts of longer duration instead of more workouts more of them in a week they may be shorter but the total volume increases when you increase the frequency so that is what i would say for beginners increasing training frequency and in other words the volume but in a specific manner is what i would say is the most beneficial but again let me reiterate that intensity can give huge training benefits and fitness benefits for beginners it's just that there's a risk to it I'm going to try to not get too geeky here and uh, try to stay away from most of the physiology and stuff that may not interest you that much. But but just very briefly, what happens when you when you train at a sub-maximal level, which is what in research terms is what you call basically low-intensity training, is that you get an increase in both utilization of oxygen by working muscles as well as delivery of oxygen to the muscles and you get central adaptations, for example, that could be a decrease in resting heart rate and increase in blood and plasma volume, greater cardiac output, so your heart can beat with with larger stroke volume. And uh, those are the main and most important adaptations. Oh, and capillary density, so more capillaries that will deliver oxygen to your muscles and and mitochondrial volume. So the mitochondria are the parts of your cells that actually produce your energy. So, So those are the kinds of adaptations that you get. And it takes a few weeks generally, although the actual work capacity has been shown in research to be increased in just a few days time when doing 
continue slow intensity training but uh, before you see any physiological variables increase like vo2 max that may take three to five weeks or so and uh, that was basically it about the beginner triathlete level so yeah all in all i would suggest increasing the volume by increasing the frequency of workouts and not necessarily the duration get in the habit of exercising more often for intermediate triathletes on the other hand there's still a lot of improvement to be made by increasing volume but increasing the duration of workouts will at this point probably be more important than frequency for this group because you have a base level of fitness that is quite good and at this point the duration of workouts is what's going to challenge your your muscular system and your and your physiology so that so that you can adapt to that additional challenge because just adding more short workouts is not necessarily going to do that for you you can recover quickly enough especially when you're a multi-sport athlete that has maybe a couple of days or at least a day between your runs bikes and swims specifically so so that's why you probably should increase the volume by increasing the duration and not necessarily the frequency or you can do both but the duration is more important for you and intensity the relative importance of intensity also increases when you get to a higher level and you have also built the durability probably and uh, built a foundation upon which you can load that more intense training and again there's tons of research showing how high intensity training can really elicit great training adaptations of course with research studies there's always they are conducted over a limited time period usually no longer than 10 weeks or so so you don't really know what happens after and and generally it's uh, taken that 10 weeks or so is the maximum time usually that you should be doing a high intensity training program and then you would need a short period to recover from and not do much high intensity workouts at all so you need to bake that recovery in between programs but intensity becomes more and more important but there's still much to be made from volume because you still haven't reached your potential in how much you can get your cardiac output for example to increase or your mitochondrial size and so on so there's a little bit of both there both intensity and volume volume may be the slightly more important just again from the sake that there are so many of us triathletes that are injury prone that there's the risk associated with intense training however here's where real life comes into play as well most age groupers are time constrained in the amount of training that they can do so in all likelihood if i'm honest you might not be able to do the training volume that that is required for you to get any additional adaptations and fitness improvements from just increasing volume you just can't do that so so at this point your only option is to basically start doing more high quality intensity training so in theory I don't know, I would maybe place them 50-50, although I was recently reading a very good research paper review actually by, let me see here, I have it in front of me, just a second, Paul B. Larson and David G. Jenkins from the University of Queensland in Brisbane, Australia. And the article, I will link up to it because it's actually a great article. It's long, but it's worth reading if you're interested in it. It's called The Scientific Basis for High-Intensity Interval Training. And uh, these guys are very well-known researchers and they are. it's published in Sports Medicine, which is a great journal. So it's a really good article. It's an extensive review 
And when you read this, you definitely get the sense that intensity, high intensity training is the way to go. And it is if you have 10 weeks to work with and you need to be the fittest possible after 10 weeks. But we need to take a long-term view as well at the same time, which is why even though research studies definitely would show that, especially for intermediate athletes, not necessarily beginners, but for intermediate triathletes, high-intensity training will get you more fitness benefits. However, again, long-term view and uh, some sort of risk aversion comes into play. So that's why volume would be important. But if you are time-constrained, there's no other way to improve your fitness than by starting to do more, better, high-intensity training. That's where you basically need to make the executive decision that, all right, if I want to improve, I need to start doing this kind of training. Now, this is kind of a sidetrack because I wasn't going to talk about exactly how to do the the most optimal high-intensity training. Nobody knows exactly, but there are hypotheses and there are some results that you can use but this was so interesting that i just have to include it uh, it was in the same review study by larson and jenkins they had reviewed different studies and for intermediate athletes there was one study that compared different kinds of high intensity training programs and their effect on a 40k time trial on the bike and peak power at an incremental bike test so they compared five different programs for high intensity training and two of them produced very good improvements, similar improvements. The others did not. One of these was the commonly used program with aerobic type intervals that were eight times four minutes at 85% of peak power from an incremental bike test with 90 seconds recovery. And uh, that has been shown in many studies to improve endurance performance. But a comparable improvement in performance resulted from intermittent supermaximal training and that protocol was 12 times 30 seconds at 175% of peak power with four and a half minutes of recovery. So, okay, the two programs were the first one, eight times four minutes, 85% of peak power, 90 seconds recovery, short recovery, much lower power compared to the other program and four minutes intervals. The second one, 12, a bit more reps, times 30 seconds, 30 seconds at 175% of peak power compared to 85%, four and a half minutes recovery. So it was a five minute cycle with just 30 seconds of hard work. And the other one was a five and a half minute cycle with four minutes of hard work. All right, that was a sidetrack, but I found that really interesting. And I remember reading an article on Training Peaks, I think it was about miracle intervals, and that was the kind of protocol that they used there. So it's interesting, and it's something that I'm curious to trying out and experimenting with myself, because I haven't, to be honest, used that kind of really short interval training. So if you have any insights on that, then uh, do email me, michael at scientifictriathlon.com, and michael with a K. Now, going back to our advanced triathletes. I strongly believe, and the research back this up, there's no question about this, to be honest, so I don't need to believe anything, but uh, intensity is the most important variable. And again, going back to that review by Larson and Jenkins, the conclusion stated that it does not appear that additional sub-maximal endurance training volume improves endurance performance or related physiological variables in this particular population and that is highly trained endurance athletes. Trust high-intensity training in many forms can elicit significant improvements in endurance performance in already highly trained athletes. 
And uh, that's not the only review study, of course, that has come to the conclusion, but it was the one that I based this episode on, but there's a lot more. Another example that just came to mind now, I might be paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me, but friend of the show, Joe Friel, in his blog, wrote on one occasion that how well an athlete performs on race day is uh, 60% determined by the intensity of the training they've been doing recently and 40% by their volume. And uh, this is what he's found over 30 years of coaching, I believe. 30, 37, actually. Uh, you can go back to episode one and listen to our interview with Joe Friel. It was a great one and still to this day the most downloaded episode of that triathlon show. Anyway, so yeah, there's uh, no question about it that if you are an advanced triathlete, by the way, I should give you the definitions Beginner triathletes, or actually sedentary individuals are generally defined as those that have a VO2 max of less than 45 milliliters per kilogram per minute. And uh, recreationally active individuals have 45 to a VO2 max of 45 to 55. And intermediate athletes, I would say, fall in that range, maybe, or 55 to 60. And the beginners would be below 55. And uh, then highly trained athletes have at least 60, maybe even 65 plus as VO2 max. There, there are some gray zones there, but I would say highly trained athletes have a VO2 max of 65 plus, maybe. Anyway, if you are a highly trained athlete, then you need to do high intensity training. And it's important to remember, I'm not saying that all of your training should be high intensity. In fact, there's a lot of research to back up that about 80% of your training should be below the aerobic threshold or the ventilatory threshold. So 80% should be low intensity and just 20% should be high intensity. But you'd really need to make that high intensity training count. That's the point I'm trying to make here. And if you need to drop some training sessions, maybe a couple of easy training sessions to really be able to perform and hammer those intense workouts, then that's what you need to do because the intense training is what's going to be the biggest determinant in your racing success and your endurance improvements and your physiological improvements. So in other words, do as much volume as you can, but don't let that interfere with your ability to, to really smash and hammer your high-intensity workouts. And a common problem, and I wrote about this in my email to my newsletter, is that many advanced triathletes focus way too much on training volume because it's easy to measure and it's easy to brag about I'm doing 20 or 25 hours of training per week but uh, without going into too much more detail because I want to keep this episode fairly short let's just say that that it's easy to measure doesn't mean that it's the right thing to measure so do the right thing and that means nail your high quality high intensity workouts so a final word for the advanced athletes the intensity that you do your high-intensity workouts at does matter. And it has been shown that actually since the slow component of the VO2 physiological parameter, so the volume of uh, oxygen utilization that you use or your muscles, your working muscles use during exercise, since that is uh, reduced when endurance increases, a sub-VO2 effort or intensity is less effective for highly trained athletes because you can't reach the idea here is that for some athletes if you go at a, an intensity that is slightly lower than your your pace or your power at your maximum aerobic capacity or your vo2 max then still if you repeat that and your recoveries are reasonably short so let's say 
a two to one or even a one to one work to recovery ratio, then after a few intervals, your VO2 component or your VO2 has a slow component that rises steadily and doesn't decrease to its baseline during the recoveries. So you will, even though you go slightly slower than your pace at VO2 or your power at VO2, you will reach that VO2 anyway. And that way you can do more work and accumulate more time at VO2 max. So that's a theory. But when you get highly fit, that slow component, it is reduced. So going at a sub VO2 max pace or power becomes less effective the more fit you get. You really need to do your high intensity workouts the ones that are going to give you the most benefit. Of course, you need periodization here in your program, but when you consider what will give you the most physiological and performance benefits and that you need at some point in your program, that's going to be those intervals that have you working at an intensity that is at your VO2 max, your maximum aerobic capacity. So power at VO2 max or pace at VO2 max if you're running. So that's just about the programming part for advanced triathletes. All right, I hope I didn't get too technical. Let me just reiterate. If you're a beginner, you should focus mostly on increasing your volume by increasing the frequency of workouts. Do more workouts. They don't need to be too long. Just do a bit more than you've been doing now by increasing more workouts. If you're an intermediate triathlete and you have you don't train too much and you have time and uh, to, to train more than you do at the moment, the total volume, then you can increase the volume You can add a couple of workouts, but primarily you should increase the duration of your workout. So if you're now doing, let's say, a couple of runs per week that are 45 minutes, increasing one to an hour and the second to an hour 15 or even an hour and a half, that's going to be the kind of of, uh, change in training volume that will be very useful for you and still not increase your injury risk too much compared to high-intensity training. But most of us are time-constrained and you're already at your limit of what you can do. So that's when starting to do high intensity training really comes into play and becomes your path to performance improvement. And for advanced triathlete, if you have a VO2 max of 65 or above, definitely you need to include about 20% or 10 to 20% of your training should be the kind of high intensity workouts that you really try to smash and uh, the ones that are going to be the most beneficial for you are performed at an intensity level that corresponds to your VO2 max, your maximum aerobic capacity. So power at VO2 max, that can be 120% of your functional threshold power on the bike or something like intervals at your 5k pace, for example, or slightly faster than 5k pace, maybe 10 seconds per kilometer faster than 5k pace on the run. So that's it for today's episode. We will have the show notes in a few days on thattriathlonshow.com as always. And if you have any questions or any topics that you want me to cover in detail like this topic, intensity versus volume, send them to me at michael at scientifictriathlon.com. That's Michael with a K. Or tweet me. My Twitter handle is at scitriat. And if you haven't already, make sure that you hit that subscribe button in your podcast player app so you automatically get the show when it's released. And on the next episode, which is going to be really exciting, I have a special guest, Professor Samuele Marcora, who is an expert on what in layman's terms could be called mind over matter. And I promise this will be one of those that you don't want to miss. It's uh, one of the most fascinating interviews 
I've had on the show so far and there's so much you can learn from it and that will help you improve immediately in your triathlon I promise because it really helped me that way thank you so much for listening to the show keep training smart and keep loving triathlon